ever wondered what hypnosis might be and what it can do for you? You've come to the right place. Welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere with your host, Inez Simpson. This is the show that talks to everyone, from the experienced practitioner to the cautiously curious, and yes, even the skeptics. Now, here's Inez Simpson. Well, welcome to Hypnosis Everywhere, and I'm your host, Inez Simpson, and with me, of course, is my sidekick, Martin Gover. He's waiting to put his foot in his mouth sometime today, and that should be very entertaining. But uh, I'm just going to remind you what this show is about. This show is about getting hypnosis out to the world and to make you understand that you are in hypnosis. There's many natural states of hypnosis. I will give you the awareness of how you program yourself, how others program you. And we also talk about formal hypnosis. And today we're talking again about formal hypnosis. And we're lucky to have Dave Elman's son, Larry Elman, and his lovely wife, Cheryl, and they're going to be telling us all kinds of stuff about one of the best, well, in my time, you know, I, I talk about Erickson and I talk about Elman, and Elman is where I'm. my heart is, so I'm really happy to welcome Larry and Cheryl aboard here. Welcome, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much for inviting us. Okay, Larry, can you give us maybe, uh, you know, Martin's always kidding, but, uh, you know, and puts his foot in his off, but you are one of the lucky people, because he was your father, that you actually got to learn from him a little more than most, right? That's correct. I took his <laughs> course. Four times, I, I believe. Four times. <laughs> Here he goes. He's going to be trouble. We're going to let you, Larry, what would you like to talk about first, about yourself? Maybe give some background about you and Cheryl, what you guys are doing, and then get into maybe a little bit about your dad. Sure. Uh, after taking dad's course and using hypnosis all the way through high school and college, I entered the Air Force. Uh, prior to that, I'd gone to MIT. My degree is in aeronautical engineering. In the Air Force, I was a missile officer. Um, my pride is the fact that I was uh, the guy who trained one-third of all the troops who, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, had their fingers on nuclear buttons. <laughs> okay. I'm, also, I'm very glad they never pushed. Oh, God, too. Anyhow, after that, I went into industry, spent... Uh, total of about 35 years as an aeronautical engineer. Um, then, meanwhile, I was a reserve officer, so I retired as a full colonel. Um, meanwhile, uh, I raised a couple of kids that I'm very proud of, and then about that time, I uh, went into retirement, and I met Cheryl somewhere around there and pursued her for a full year before I was able to catch her. Or she caught me. Depends upon your viewpoint. Um, and a few years later, I was pulled out of retirement to uh, talk about Dad, and I've been teaching hypnosis ever since. Um, That's... I'll turn it over to Cheryl for her to give some idea of her side of the story. Hi, I'm Cheryl Elman, and I... Um, I have a degree in special education and had a lot of jobs over the years. One of them was a special ed teacher. I had an arts, a mobile arts and craft company I taught for many years. 
Um, I was very involved in 12-step programs uh, over the years. And um, also, <clears throat> when I met Larry, I had the mobile arts and craft company. We started an aviation um, division. So I also, when um, Sean Michael Andrews came to uh, interview Larry about his dad, he stuck my hand to my head and my table, and I said, I want to learn this. And as a result, um, I learned hypnosis and have gone on to instruct hypnosis uh, in hypnosis and since uh, started back in 2009. And uh, to me, it's really exciting. And now I also um, work with Sleep Talk for Children, the Goulding process. So that's how I got here, too. That's great. And I, can I just make a quick interjection? The first time I, mo- I met Larry was at an NGH convention, and I was doing an hour presentation, which was a demo. And I was very glad that I didn't know you were in the audience, Larry. You know this story. But you came up to me at the end, and you shook my hand, and you said, my dad would be proud. That was enough to make the tears come forward. And so I was very glad that I didn't know you were there at that time because I would have been very nervous. I mean, now you and I, we chat a lot, and we're good friends. But, you know, at that time, it was a pretty big, pretty impressive thing. Well, I've taken uh, courses from you on a couple of occasions, and uh, you're doggone good. As I said then, Dad would be proud to, to know you, and I am too. Uh, vice of, goes back and forth. So let's hear a little bit of what you wanted to talk about today then. Sure. I'm about to tell you about my father, Dave Ellman. My father is often considered one of the two most important uh, hypnosis instructors of the 20th century, uh, specializing in medical hypnosis. My grandfather, Jacob Kopelman, was apparently a hypnosis beginner. He died of cancer. As the end approached, he arranged for a hypnotist to come and provide hypnotic anesthesia. Personally, I believe that uh, he also learned self-hypnosis at that time uh, to maintain that anesthesia. With Jake's death, my father became fascinated with hypnosis, having seen pain and then no pain. Uh, By age 12, uh, Dave had perfected what today we call the Dave Ellman induction. My father had a huge ego, but he never called it that. To him, it was always the three-minute process or the three-minute procedure, or, you know, that three-minute thing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, By age 16, uh, my father had become a stage hypnotist in vaudeville. Uh, There may be some in the audience who don't know what vaudeville was. Uh, Imagine a United States with a whole bunch of small towns separated in time and distance. The local theater manager would hire a vaudeville troupe, which could have as many as 20 or 30 people. They included a juggler, some singers and dancers, stand-up comics, actors to do skits, and if they were lucky, they had a stage hypnotist. Dave Ellman was his troupe's stage hypnotist. When you're a stage hypnotist, it gives you the opportunity to understand and observe people and brings you other skills, which were later important in medical hypnosis and other things. Vaudeville failed about 1920. For years, my father's social friends, all of them ex-Vaudevillians, would say, I wonder what killed vaudeville, and everybody would start laughing. 
I was an adult before I understood the joke. What killed vaudeville was the sudden appearance of cheap movie theaters. Prior to that, the theater owner had to hire 20 to 30 people for a week, uh, a vaudeville troupe. Uh, now that there were cheap movie theaters, instead he went down to the local high school, found the pimply-faced nerd, trained him to be a projectionist, and made lots of money. Uh, with vaudeville dead, my father had to go on to other careers. He was a jazz musician, a songwriter, a stand-up comic, and a lot of other things. Eventually, he went into radio as a writer, a producer, and a director, and a couple of other tasks. In 1937, he started a radio program called Hobby Lobby. On Hobby Lobby, people would come and lobby for their hobby. In other words, explain it to the audience. And uh, when I say audience, there's both a studio audience and a radio audience. Studio audience would gasp and clap and laugh and indicate their interest in the hobbies because Dad picked hobbies that would get us audience reaction. But to be a success, he had to also have the radio audience react and preferably at the same time. Getting both the studio audience who could see the hobby and the radio audience who couldn't to react simultaneously required that he be pretty good at um, image visualization, at describing something quickly and getting both audiences together. That's a great preparation, again, for medical hypnosis. You learn how to word things. In 1949, Hobby Lobby went off the air, and my father turned back to stage hypnosis in order to make a living. A committee of doctors, all of whom had taken courses in hypnosis but were unable to use it in their practice, approached Dave Ellman and asked him to teach medical hypnosis. He initially refused for lack of knowledge. Uh, the committee replied that there were three things that made what he was doing important to the medical field. First of all, his inductions were extremely rapid, three minutes and under. A physician at that time might see a patient for 10 or 12 minutes. So a 20-minute induction did him no good. So the rapid induction was a, a major point. The second major point was that virtually everybody that my father tried to induce went into trance and could then be deepened enough for medical purposes. The other methods did not achieve that sort of uh, uh, rate of, uh, of induction. Last of all, all of Dave Ellman's suggestions took. Remember that when you give a suggestion in medical hypnosis, it must be as reliable as the medication that the doctor would otherwise prescribe. So having all the suggestions take was extremely important. So in 1949, Dave Ellman began teaching medical hypnosis. The physician students he had aided him by testing his methods. He'd teach something, they'd go out, they'd try it on their patients. If it worked, it was in the curriculum for future classes. If there was trouble with it, you corrected the trouble or you, were, you dropped that method and went on to some other method. Uh, over the years, this developed the entire, um, the entire course. 
in the summer early fall of 1950, I took that course. Partway through my taking the course, my father got on my back that I wasn't doing enough practice. And I pointed out that all I had was my friends in junior high to practice on. He said, then become a stage hypnotist. But I don't know how. Learn. And he added, I'll even let you use my old vaudeville billing, the world's youngest and fastest hypnotist. So at age 11, remember, there's going to be no competition for youngest. If I'm using Dad's method, there's no competition for fastest. I did just enough stage hypnosis to have bragging rights, but not enough to be any good. (laughs) For many years, I would say that while the billing was technically correct, Proper billing for me at that time should have been the world's worst stage hypnotist. <laughs> Larry, can I interrupt you there? Because sure. we're going to go to break and we can continue on on this great journey when you come back. Can you give me about 10 seconds? Yes. My, uh, yes. my wife and I went to dinner and we watched a stage hypnotist. I turned to her and I said, he's taken my billing. And she said, what do you mean? I said, from now on, I have to be called the world's second worst stage hypnotist. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay. More later. We'll, we'll see you in a bit. Yep. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. 
listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I-N-E-S, at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back to this segment, and just a reminder to go to our show page, Hypnosis Everywhere, where you're going to get lots of info about the almonds and all the almonds do, and I'm just going to go right back to Larry to do some more uh, cleanup on that last bit and maybe go on and on onward and upward, as we say. Okay, Larry, come on on. Okay. I think I ought to describe how my father invented Dave Elman Inductions because that is used by so many hypnotists around the world. He did so when he was not even a teenager. Well, how does somebody that young invent an important induction? A half when my grandfather died. By age nine, he had talked his siblings into letting him have Jake's hypnosis library. By age 10 or 11, he was fascinated by the fact that almost all the inductions he read about involved the eyes. So he went to see the local eye doctor and asked why. Hello? Uh, hello. Oh, okay, hello. Just, that's better. That's good. Go ahead. Did you get what I had so yeah. far? Yes, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Keep it's going. All good. Keep going. Okay. I don't. Anyhow, the, lo- the local eye doctor said, I know very little about hypnosis, but I do know that the human evolved from hunter-gatherers whose eyes are designed to dart from item to item. This means that the human eyes tire very quickly in any of four situations. First, if the human stares at an object and continues to just plain stare, the eyes get tired. Second, if he follows a moving object without being able to dart, he gets tired. Third, when his eyes are crossed, he gets tired. And fourth, if he has trouble focusing, his eyes get tired. Dave Ellman recognized that the first of those was the fixation method, the second was the swinging pendulum method, and he decided to find a way to combine the second, third, and fourth methods. If you place your hand above someone's eyes very close in, say almost touching the forehead, and bring it down slowly, the eyes cross, they go out of focus, and they are following a moving object. When I do this, I get very close in. My wife always says with trepidation, don't hit the nose. (laughs) I began doing this induction in 1950, and from then until now, I have hit a grand total of one nose. Uh, Let's continue with some some simple suggestions. While you're doing this, you say something like, gee, your eyes are blinking. They start to blink. Now they're closing. You say it just before they close, they will close. You keep up with these things, and in the subject subconscious, you become a prophet. You then have respect, belief, and obedience. Remember that hypnosis credibility is the coin of the realm. Shortly after that, Dave Ellman read, Polity Bernheim's Suggestive Therapeutics. In it, Bernheim observes that repeated inductions will sooner or later cause significant deepening. Could this cause somnambulism? 
It was known at the time that somnambulism would allow more extensive hypnotic procedures, but no way was known to cause somnambulism intentionally. It occurred naturally in only a small percentage of subjects. In 1912, at age 12, Dave Ellman tried repeated inductions on the playground of the Fargo, North Dakota Junior High School. It worked. He tried it again. It worked. When it worked for the third time, Ellman realized that he had found a way to intentionally induce somnambulism. Dad always called this three trips to Bernheim. He never called it fractionation. The word had not even been invented. (laughs) Other details of the Dave Ellman induction came out of his work in vaudeville. For example, the rigid arm is impressive to the theater audience. It's still used in some cases, but the wet dish rag arm drop is better in clinical settings. Anyway, Cheryl can discuss more details of the DEI, and I'd rather that she went into those details. Okay. So, um, hi everyone again. Um, Dave Elbin had a lot of inductions if you read through his book or on his recording. And sometimes they were components of the induction. And But using this six process steps strung together helps to increase the induction's effectiveness for even new hypnotists and is especially good for hypnotists. Are you there? Hold on. Yeah. 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 Hello? I can hear you, Cheryl, but there's some interference there or something. Is that on your end, too? Okay. No, yeah, there it's gone. Okay, go okay. ahead. Um, it, it has tests and convincers that are built into it. And, and these convincers are great, not just for the client, but for the hypnotist themselves to see where that client is at. So those six process steps, and when we say process steps, we're meaning not a script. The Dave Elman induction is not magic words it's not a script the best way to learn it is learning it as process steps so the first process step is catalepsy of a group of small muscles what we commonly call eye closure and eye lock the eyes are normally used for many of the reasons that larry was discussing when he went to the eye doctor when dave went there and discussed it but it could be used something else also. You can use fingers, you can use the tongue. Whatever it is, you're going to create a catalepsy, meaning that those muscles are going to be so relaxed or they're going to be so rigid. In 1950, Dave had a medical dictionary that actually described catalepsy as either a rigidity of the muscles or, or a relaxation of them. So using phrases such as relax your eyes so completely or prove to yourself or test when you are sure, all of these are a suggestion and suggestions are the key to the steps of the Dave Elman induction. Um, At this point, when their eyes are locked shut, this is the point of bypassing the critical faculty. The second step would be a short relaxation suggestion, um, possibly with, with, a, um, with options. So this is not a full progressive relaxation, although sometimes I do lengthen it slightly for somebody that's very stressed or very nervous. 
I suggest for the client to take that relaxation from around their eyes to the rest of their body. Okay. And I would also possibly put in a distraction filter here. Um, and, and distraction filters were not part of Dave Elman's initial teachings, but today there's so many sounds around us and it's beneficial to use those surrounding sounds and not as a distraction, but create them into a deepener. So suggesting any outside noises will help the subject or, or client to relax even more and that the sound of my voice could always help them relax also is, is a great thing. The suggestion stated as the only sound you will ever hear is the sound of my voice, not so true. And as a result, it could create a question of your credibility because that's not so believable. Larry was discussing step three, which is fractionation. And again, based on Bernheim um, that Dave Elman read as a child. It's a repeated induction technique. In a way, you're inducing and emerging, inducing and emerging, inducing. So what Bernheim had written about was that each week, for five weeks, if a client or patient came to see the doctor and each time they were hypnotized, they would go deeper and faster with each time. So Dave was was bringing them closer together. Why not do it every day? Why not do it every hour out in the waiting room, bring them in, and then brought it into what he calls now the Dave Elman induction or what we call the fractionation part of this. And using believable measurements. So in the suggestion, saying in a moment, I'd have you open your eyes and close your eyes, and you might go 10 times deeper. 10 times deeper, maybe the second time twice as deep and maybe as deep as you like. I've heard people say sometimes that I'm going to have you go a hundred or a thousand times deeper. And I think that that's difficult to imagine. So I think using things that are, uh, that they could relate to, that they could imagine would be much more believable. It would create those suggestions believable or imaginable. Okay. Um, Mm -hmm. Dave, Dave, um, used to repeat them most often about three times, uh, but I've heard people do them five times or six times and still be successful. You want to do it enough to get that feeling of going in and out of hypnosis or trance, but not enough to bore them. Okay? Step four is catalepsy of a large group of muscles, and that is what we call the arm drop or used to be used as a um, rigid arm on stage, and every time, uh, every time, and the rigid arm today is also still good for groups or when working on Skype. The fifth step is amnesia by suggestions, or what's often called losing the numbers. Amnesia by suggestion is the goal, and it's not about the numbers. Other sequences can be used. The carrot here is for the client to feel this wonderful sensation of mental relaxation. With each number, they're going to double that relaxation. And the suggestion of a threshold of when those numbers might fade helps the client to achieve this process. For example, perhaps 
when they get to 96 or 97 or sooner, they'll just fade away. So confirmation from the client is they have gone on uh, and, and stopped counting. Confirmation is always good. So you're either asking, are they gone? Or I like to say, and when they're gone, just nod your head and so I don't have to keep asking them the question over and over. Dave Elman states that they're in somnambulism when this amnesia is obtained. So we like to add an additional deepener after that. Each mm-hmm. time that client inhales and exhales, there's a fluctuation of trans step naturally. So additional deepeners can help keep that state of somnambulism. And a hypnotist can choose whatever their favorite deepener is or one that they like their client, know their client likes or creating something specifically for that client. Use your imagination. There's many options. The Dave Elman induction, or commonly called the DEI, is widely used, a really widely used induction because of its reliability. And there are many troubleshooting techniques that one can learn to build the hypnotist or the medical person's confidence in using it. Okay, Cheryl, I think I'll have to go to break now. That's wonderful, and we'll pick it up on the other side, okay? Great, thank you. Okay, thanks very much. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480-294-294. 6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. 
Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417. Or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. You're listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to Inez. That's I-N-E-S at InezSimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Well, welcome back, and I wish we had a lot more time to talk about Dave Elman, but we also want to get in the thing about the sleep talk. So, Cheryl, can you take us there? Oh, but first, before you do that, I just thought of something. Uh, can you tell us anything and everything about your Dave Elman Institute, please? Sure. Uh, we have uh, the Dave Elman Hypnosis Institute. is located here in North Carolina, although we also travel around the world and make it mobile like my old art company. So we've traveled to 18 countries teaching, and um, we also have classes here on three acres, on a farm road with horses and cows on both sides. It's really lovely. So um, we hope you might come and visit us, and you can find out more information on our website, which is Institute. Dot com and I find the best way to not misspell it is to capitalize each first uh, the first letter of each word. So I wanted to tell you now because another thing besides the uh, Elman processes that I do is I also teach um, uh, the Goulding process of sleep talk for children, which has been a really good blend for me of my knowledge of suggestions that I've gained from hypnosis and. And the um, and also the process of, of of teaching and my my education and background in special education. So uh, I just wanted to tell you a little about how working with children and parents has changes their lives, and it's also if you are a hypnotist or a therapist, it also can help you develop your business. So. Um, my job is to train parents to work with the children in their sleep just by talking to them two to three minutes a night. It makes a total shift in the way they think, in the way they interact. And the Goulding process of sleep talk for children was developed by Joan Goulding, initially to help her daughter, Michelle. It's a program designed to help build a child's self-esteem and emotional resilience. It creates a shift in the entire family. When Joan's daughter, Michelle, was born, um, Joan wondered why, at the age of two and a half, she was still very clumsy, barely speaking, often aggressive, and seemed to be learning from her younger sister, who was a year younger. Um, she seeked professional assistance, but they she was told that there was nothing wrong with her child, that a little good parenting wouldn't help. Michelle was finally diagnosed at the age of seven with cerebral palsy, 
throat dyspraxia, dyslexia, and an IQ of approximately 45. Joan was told that Michelle would be low-functioning for her entire life and unlikely to ever be independent. She was shattered by the news, but was also relieved to know at least that there was a basis for her child's issues. Um, her late husband, Jim Goulding, was a clinical hypnotist, uh, hypnotherapist, and knew that Michelle had been building up all these that she had heard and stored in her unconscious mind that she is there remembering for life every single negative and limiting comment made about her. Wondering how to help their, their very frustrated and now angry daughter, Joan and Jim considered their options. Drawing upon his knowledge of the mind, they came up with a simple way of addressing Michelle's conscious, unconscious mind while she was lightly sleeping. They developed statements that conveyed their complete love and acceptance of Michelle and were affirmative about life itself. And so the idea and the seed and the start of Sleep Talk was born. Within months of beginning the process, Michelle began to express herself more easily and to be more easygoing and less belligerent. Um, I would remind listeners that Michelle, now nine years of old, had been struck off the list of improvement by everyone. A few years later, Michelle was one of the most talkative children at the center that she was attending for the emotionally and physically impaired. She was then happy. Her nickname became Chatterbox. And what she lacked in her ability, she more than made up for with effort. Encouraged by the sleep talk results, Joan began to share the process with other parents who were experiencing a wide range of issues that were considered childhood challenges, such as hyperactivity, acute anxiety, aggressive behavior, autism, ADHD, bullying, fussy eaters, sibling rivalry, health and eating issues. Toileting, separation anxiety, selective mutism, um, nightmares, academic uh, issues, and so on. When the parents presented this non-invasive, gentle, and simple process of sleep talk for children and used the process as instructed, change and improvements occurred. In some, the results came very quickly and were quite remarkable. In others, more slowly. The key to the success of the process was the continued and persistent application by the parents and significant others. Sleep Talk is a comprehensive and compatible program that adds value to you as a hypnotist, a teacher, a social work, a therapist, a clergy person, human resources, or anyone working with families. It's a standalone process that can easily be bolted in as an extension to relationships that you have already built with clients, parents, customers. It's self-empowering and also adds value for the second time around parents because it's good for all the children. It assists the younger and other siblings too. It is for good for children of all walks, not only children with special needs, average students, gifted students, they all issue, start to feel anxiety and, and over a period of time. Communication uh, is suggestion and statements 
and when given to a child by the person of authority over them, for example, parents, older children, teachers, etc., the suggestions can be remembered for lifetime. So sleep talk is not a therapy. It's a process that empowers and educates parents. The suggestions, these suggestions create the foundation of the child's belief structure and will become the primary directive for ongoing attitudes and behavior. By assisting parents to appreciate this aspect, it, it, it educates them to utilize the patterns of the unconscious mind during the sleep. So how does it work? Okay, so often parents tell me they speak to their child when they sleep. Well, what are the statements or suggestions they're giving the child? Is it my son or daughter the doctor? Is it you're so beautiful or smart? Are they persuasive and more of what they hear during the, their awake cycle? During the J, the child may have had experiences with left, which left them with negative thoughts or feelings. Maybe as a parent, they approached you excited about something they discovered or a problem that they were having, and you said, not now, I'm busy. I'm sure many of us have done that out there. Our minds are like computers, and a negative thought or feeling is then stored in our unconscious mind. Perhaps some children made fun of them. Perhaps they got an answer wrong in school, and the teacher did not reinforce their effort, and they felt bad. The Sleep Talk Foundation statements are geared to be positive and open-ended so the child can interpret what they need that day. As the parent continues to do this process consistently for two to three minutes per night, positive beliefs reside beside uh, the negative beliefs. Okay, that Cheryl? Builds over time, I, yeah. Sorry, I think we're going to have to slow finish that off, but uh, I just wanted to say the Sleep Talk uh, it was a great thing, and that it fits totally with Dave Elman thinking he was doing that sort of thing with his children, right? Right. And right. Uh, but, here, it, but here, the parents are not hypnotists, and so I know, I know. So this is a, that's what I was do. just going to say. And now we're going to teach them how to frame the instruction for the child so they get it correct, right? Absolutely. That's right. So anyway, we have only one minute left here. Right now, so I just want to tie you guys together, or no, that sounds kind of kinky. Um, maybe just finish saying goodbye, and anything else you want to just drop off in that next little few seconds. Um, okay, so um, we really enjoyed being here. It's been a pleasure to work with you, as it always is. And, and we're fun to learn with. I mean, uh, I know we were very concise today, having a short period of time, but we love teaching together. And the good thing is, is you're hearing from two people, often with different opinions. So that's always great because Dave Elman always said, you should don't just learn from me, learn from everyone. Go out and learn from others. And that's we right. are firm believers of that, too. Absolutely. Too. So thank you very much for coming. And uh, we'll see you uh, in the near future, either on the computer or somewhere. Yep. <laughs> Love you, you too. Thank you very much. Thank and you. thank you to your audience out there. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Thanks a lot. And we'll go to okay. break. Yep. Bye. Bye.
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We know lasers are in use in almost every aspect of the medical profession these days. Now there's a powerful, unique, and safe laser you can use at home. Quantum scalar wave lasers using Tesla technology allow the body to do what it does best, heal itself. Scalar wave lasers work down to the cellular level and can even reset cellular memory for outstanding outcomes. The quantum lasers use three different wavelengths in one laser for optimum results. It's government approved and safe for home use. For more information, visit Simpson Protocol slash lasers or click the banner on this show's webpage. Hi, Inez Simpson here. I get a lot of questions about the best way to learn hypnosis. My advice after many years of being a hypnotist and training hypnotists is get your first training live. Get in class with a qualified trainer. Practicing in class gives you so much confidence and practicing is the key. I teach live hypnosis and advanced hypnosis training throughout the year and you can check my website at inezsimpson.com and feel free to email me if you need recommendations. Listening to Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol. To reach the show today, please call into 1 866 472 5792. That's 1 866 472 5792. You may also send an email to Inez, that's I N E S, at inezsimpson.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to our last segment, and this is sort of the segment where we give you ideas, talk about everything. But first of all, I I really want to say how much, how proud I am to be sort of walking on the shoulders of Elman. I mean, first there's Elman, and then Jerry Kine walked on his shoulders, and all these other people, and then me, and that comes along, and we we keep uh, adding to the processes that we learned, and go in different directions, and go a little bit one way or the other, and but it's continued improvement. I mean, Elman wanted us to go out and and do things and learn, and he didn't expect us to stay where he was in 1950. So I think that's what all of us are doing, and it's an, an, a pretty profound process. And the talking to your children at night is very important, and you know, uh, and just learning how to speak to your children is important. And that's part of the reason that I'm just going to chat about a little bit about that one that you can do in the daytime. When you're talking to your kids, remember we said uh, your mind has a tendency to drop negatives. And so if you are talking to them that, you're not great or you're not doing something, then it has a tendency. And it's not all the time. We don't know the rules exactly, but but we know in a certain percentage of people that actually the negatives always drop and some just sometimes. So learn to speak to your child in a positive manner. Or if you're going to be tricky, uh, you know, you know, it's just like when we say, oh, gosh, that's really hard to do. And it, you hit a wall because it's solid hardness. But if you say it's not easy, you're sort of employing that rule in a positive way. You understand? So the not easy becomes more easy as time goes on. Um, But 
really, really important to talk to your children in a positive way. And, you know, we've sort of learned as time goes on, we are getting better in some ways parenting and everybody has always done the best they could. And this is just the learnings that happen along the way. We're probably making different mistakes than our parents did. But it's not saying, oh, you're stupid. When you did, when someone did something that was stupid, we say, well, gee, that was a, a bit of a silly thing to do. Or, and then you go on to explain. But you don't ever direct it right at the person's. What do you think of that, Martin? Sorry, were you saying something? <laughs> I was nodding <laughs> yeah. off. As usual, he ignores me, but here we no, go. I think this, the, first of all, um, that Larry and Cheryl's explanation of that induction for hypnotists on this, they've got the whole training of how to do an Elman induction. I thought that was great. It was steps, very good, yeah. Step by step by yeah. step. And secondly, on sleep talk, yes, as you you really like sleep talk and what it does for kids and the whole concept of, of how you speak to your kids. Mm-hmm. I think we're always going to say, oh, well, you know, our parents had to do this and then now we have to do this. We're always going to screw up our kids because they're always making mistakes. We're human beings. But I think we've got to remember what... You know, when you say, oh, there's so much information out there, I'm overwhelmed by information. How do you know? Is it fake news? Is it real news? Your kids are in the same world, in the same universe, and they're getting all, they are getting bombarded, and they don't have as many protections up, perhaps, as you, maybe, as an adult. No. And it's, I think, just pay attention to that, as you say, to speak positive, because all around, all around the rest of their universe, it's crap coming at them a lot of the time. And it's coming at, whereas before, a kid would be, Probably more in a kid's world. They'd live yes. in it. But now with the internet and everything out there, they're living in an adult word, world almost instantly. And the speed of things here now, too, is is totally different. I mean, in the 50s and 60s, kids went and played and hung out in trees and, and had a good time outside. And now there's, uh, they're telling us that our kids are barely spending any time outside or doing anything in nature. So it, everything is attached to computers Uh, So more information, more information. And so uh, they're getting so much information these days that they don't get that peace when they go play and run and have a good time. Yeah, and I think, uh, of course, we're living in a a bigger world. And with the fact of uh, the 24-hour news cycle and stuff's everywhere, it seems like there's always something happening bad somewhere. Well, that's always been true. There's always been something bad. We just didn't hear about it. In fact, they've done it... we have to be careful that we don't overprotect our kids because, oh my God, there was a rape in Bangladesh and oh my God, there, you know, we just hear all this stuff all the time. So there was a study done where um, they went in the 60s to a, a small town in the US and, the, and the, there was a lake nearby in the woods and it was a town that wasn't close to the city or anything and the kids went to play in the lake and the kids went and they asked the children, so do you just get to wander around? Oh yes. And so then what, when do you go home? Well, when it's supper time, but the rest of the time we just play. Those children grew up, and a lot of them stayed in that town. Yeah. They went back to that town in the, whatever it was, the 80s or 90s, and those parents would not allow their kids to go close to the lake in case somebody fell in. They would not allow the kids to go into town in case something happened. They always had to be in the yard and always had to be escorted. Yeah, it's definitely But in fact, changed. nothing had changed in that town in terms of crime rates, etc. But our, we hear all this stuff. And it was all attitude change. Stuff's getting bombarded at us. And, you know, there's the, the thing is that when this, all this stuff is bombarded at you, you really don't know how to shut that, not shut down, but close it off and become into that relaxed state. So now we're each, actually, some schools which are doing awesome things are teaching meditation and mindfulness. mindfulness and all that. So that is to get that back to Let there. go. Yeah. Where we were before, right? And, and so bringing this up because this show is about 
being aware of your mind and the power of your mind, your mind can alter your universe, good way or a bad way. And, mm -hmm. and we're letting it alter it by this bombardment from the internet and 24-hour news cycle and the TVs are always on. We are letting our own minds be bombarded and changing our universe detrimentally when we, in fact we could do it the other way. It's just like pain. You can make more pain and you can make less pain. Mm -hmm. So you can make more karma, less calm. That's right. And as the tide comes in. And and as a <laughs> so, but, you know, that's really the element of just maybe finding a balance for your kids. Can can you go back to the 1950s or when those p parents could just go send their kids out to play all day and not see them till dinner? Maybe yeah, not. We can have a balance. But there could be a balance. You know, there's much more balance instead of just letting your kids totally um, be connected to information highways. Because of the uh, this question, we're probably going to get some questions um, next week. We're going to get to a lot of these questions. But there was a, something here. So, Inez, really, how did belly dancing change your life? <laughs> oh, no. Sorry, wrong script. No, you're talking about, um, uh, what were we talking about? About um, letting things settle. So here's a question that somebody came up with, asked us, are emotional people more likely to be hypnotized? Because we talk about, you know, the ad, ad, ads penetrating the, the conscious mind and bypassing. So in general, in general, of course, in an emotional state, you are in hypnosis. You're already essentially in hypnosis. But a formally hypnotized person, uh, really, if using something like the element induction, everyone, just about everyone can go into a nice deep state of somnambulism. And if you're, it's not about if you are emotional or not, because definitely as emotion, as a characteristic, I mean, because... Nowadays, at one time, they used to say, oh, well, you can only get 50% of the people into hypnosis. And that was only because we didn't know the language. It had not about that they couldn't go into hypnosis, is that we didn't know how to get them to go into hypnosis. So as time goes on, we've become much better at it, much, much better, and we've changed language. And we're, this is what we're talking about, becoming very adept at speaking to your kids or to uh, us as hypnotists, to the client, to get what we need to have. Well, I mean, that's true of, and it seems to persist in certain places that still only 20% are natural. I mean, yes. they say 20% natural somnambulism. Yes. Which, which means they can go in hypnosis. That's true, but it's, it's irrelevant yes. because both Erickson and Elman, and as Larry and Cheryl yeah. were saying, show that, with yeah. the, with, that they could deliberately when, get people into hypnosis easily. Can you imagine talking. designing that? At 12 years old, yes, getting that. But you know what Elman said, was he's the mind of the child jumps from mm -hmm. here to there. And it's true. There doesn't have all the preconceived things about you can't do that. It doesn't have all that. And actually, it's sort of a benefit when you've got a young mind. Yeah. And Jerry Kine was the same. He was. Yeah, he was young, too. Both young. And Larry, apparently, on stage. Well, Larry was sometime <laughs> young, too, at 11, and is the world's worst hypnotist, which I don't believe. <laughs> so, um, so next week, I don't know. Oh, we're going to try and trap this uh, one of these top hypnotists in the world. Um, uh, Inez Simpson, have you heard of her? I think we're doing, we're doing an interview with her next week. Are you going to interview me? We're bringing in special interviewee. Yeah, for right. You. I believe that. You top can't believe a thing he says. But yes, next week we it's are gonna going to carry personal, the folks. We're going to get personal. We're going to get a little more into the Simpson Protocol and how it based with Elman. Now we've got yes. some background from the great Hellmans that I love. And we're going to have a great show next week. So you can say goodbye then. Because you're going to be talking goodbye. next week. It's going to be just I you. Will. You get the whole show. It's, it's going to be nonstop. <laughs> I'll hardly get a word in again as usual. 
Thank goodness. Okay, thanks so much, you guys. And we'll see you next week. Thank you for being a part of the show today. Be sure to tune in next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of Hypnosis Everywhere, The Simpson Protocol with host Inez Simpson. We can't wait to have you join us again next week. 